The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. And we are back for another episode of the Salumas Podcast. This is Kalu. This is Chris. Who's praying in the background? Damn, that was all authoritative and shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Say, Wait, what, say it with your chest. Pray in the background. Did you find your voice or something like that? Like, <laughs> say it with your chest. He watched Major Pain this weekend. Is that what he did? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He stayed up all night eating gummy bears. <laughs> he was like, no one's ever going to do this to me again. You can't tell me what to do. All right. Okay. Brandon in the foreground today. <laughs> Uh, but we wanted to do something different today. Uh, one of the things that we said in our last episode was that um, uh, the content makes... No, God, son of a bitch. The podcast makes the content and not the other way around. And uh, that is the claim that I'm sort of making, and I want us to kind of put it to the test. So the what we did to, to sort of create a test and to try this out was that we sent a message out to everyone and said, hey, give us a couple of different topics that you can think of and let us know. And we'll do a drawing essentially like right before the podcast airs and we'll just try and come up with something good about it and uh, or come up with some good content that I feel that. Yeah, good content because like, yeah. I might come up with some shit bad about it. Also. Yeah, but if uh, if if it shows that, OK, this is stuff that you definitely need to plan before then that's fine. I'm totally cool with that, and I accept that. Because I think that, for the most part, we can come up with good content when we plan. I just want to see what happens if there's a if someone gives a topic, we draw it, and it's just like, all right, let's go. Let's just talk. So this is more practice for us than anything, but uh, I think that it's going to pay dividends in really developing us as podcasters. So, yeah. It's yeah. like a practice run or something like that. But the topic that we drew was just uh, three words, when you shouldn't. And um, originally, I think it was a part of a larger uh, topic. And so it was like, let's just break it into multiple ones. And this was the one piece that we grabbed was just when you shouldn't. And so if you if you can just think of it on your own, you could surmise that different themes such as regret and memories of bad decisions you made or something like that would easily come up when someone you are presented with a topic like when you shouldn't. So. Uh, I want to just sort of pass it around and, and let's let's break it down. When you shouldn't. You well, first. When you shouldn't. The first thought that comes into my head is being raised by a single mother and all the shit that I did that I should not have done. And then there were repercussions as a result of it. And mm. then moving forward from that, you know, as I became an adult, uh, your luck runs out. I think that that's an intrinsic part of when you shouldn't is... Um, you can test fate so many times, but eventually your luck's going to fucking run out. <laughs> and we get into this mode of thinking that, uh, not necessarily that we're bulletproof, but perhaps that we're a little bit insulated from things just by sheer numbers, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not going to happen to me. Um, and I know that that takes it on a much grander scale than, you know, mama told me not to do this, but I did it anyway. 
However, I think that the rudiments of both concepts really come down to impulse control. I know mm. I always bring everything back to biological, yeah. chemical elements of everything, but impulse control. And impulse control, if anybody isn't aware, is oftentimes that, that term is used in conjunction with a uh, one an attempt by the field of psychology to objectively assess intelligence. So impulse control is one of those measures, I guess you could say, that objectively assess intelligence. Mm -hmm. The key with that is, is acknowledging, and I think this is the beautiful thing that comes out of that, is acknowledging that intelligence isn't static, Mm -hmm. that impulse control isn't static, and you can train yourself against that impulsivity. Sure, sure. And, you know, when you... uh, as you were talking, literally the thing that came to my mind with when you shouldn't was about impulses. And I think of just all the times where, and for me, it happens. It, I notice shit happening as I'm saying it. It's like, you shouldn't say this. And there's this, it's like, there's this, there's other voice inside of me. That's like, shut up. You're still fucking talking. You're still talking. Shut up. You know? And like, it's like, and I can hear this voice telling me to shut up. And and something else just like nope, not doing it. Well, Gonna keep wolf, going. It's the wolf you feed, man. Yeah, that, that, that's it, truly what it is. That's truly what it is. And and I don't I don't know why it keeps happening because because I sometimes I'll get into trouble for it and other times I won't. You know. And that's the key is yeah. that you're you you we play the odds. As yeah, that's exactly what I do is I play the odds. And, and you I, know what that means? What's that? You you are essentially you're taking a lot of your own personal efficacy out of the equation. Mm. You're, you're leaving it up to chance. You're leaving it up to the fucking judges. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because uh, just I think it was on Thursday, right? I was on the interstate traveling from. Uh, uh, one of my customer locations, and I got pulled over. So let me explain the story first. Uh, I was. Going, I ain't even look at him no type of way. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, of course you got pulled over. But uh, I, I was driving, and uh, I, I'm in the slow lane, and this car drives by me going warp speed. Okay, and there is a state trooper sitting at like a overpass and he's looking and I'm just like, Oh, he just pulled this bitch over. He's going to get him. You know what I'm saying? But that he doesn't do anything. So we both pass him at the same time, but that dude was actually flying past me. Do you see, do you get the whole thing? Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Okay. So, so from what it looks like from the trooper, it looks like we're both going the same speed, but that guy actually was just passing me. So, uh, we go further down, maybe like two miles further down the road and I see another state trooper literally driving the opposite direction. And then he goes into the median lane and whips around and then pulls me over. And mind you, the car that blew past me was the same color car. It's a, it's the same silver car. It's a sedan. And we both looked like the same vehicle, essentially, right? So he pulls but me there over. there was a white fellow. Well, the, no, this isn't about the... <laughs> it was, though. No, it was... But he, he pulls me over. And so he says... Uh, do you know how fast you're going? He does a typical thing. Well, first of all, he go he comes by, comes out of the car and starts pushing on my bike rack because I have my bike rack on the back of my car because this one's for CJ because I mountain bike and because like I mountain my bike and mountain bike bike mountain bike and CJ hates when I talk about mountain biking. I'm so mountain, my mountain, mountain bike. biking is mountain biking mountain. Bike. You, you got to mount much. your mountain 
biking. Yeah. So when I'm biking on the mountains with my mountain bike, CJ is wanting to get pissed at me right now. Anyway. What size are those tires? <laughs> big enough for my mountain bike. <laughs> CJ, can you hear this? But um, he he starts pushing on my bike rack. And I was like, what the hell is he doing? Because apparently he was trying to look at my plate, right? It was covering it up or something. But he comes over and he says, do you know how fast you're going? I clocked you going 91 miles an hour. What would you have done if 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 a cop said that, and you weren't going ninety one? Would you have said something, or would you have just shut up? I would have explained. I I, I probably would have <laughs> explained. Depending on context, if I'm walking around looking like I just wandered out of the fucking the depths of the Kentucky yeah. jungle, I might be like, "Well, to be fair, there's a couple vehicles that's going." <laughs> well, play. no, I straight up said, "No, I wasn't," <laughs> and that was like the whole like impulse thing. I was like, "Nope." Sir, I wasn't going. I wasn't going ninety-one miles an hour in a in a seventy, and uh, I, I explained to him that the other there was another car that blew past me. I saw a state trooper back there, and I was wondering why he didn't do anything because the natural thing in my head was that guy would whip around and pull this other dude over. But I guess maybe he had caught the speed of both of our cars, or he caught the speed of whatever car he you know the radar gun caught, and then he radioed down the road that. There's a silver car going, you know, 91 miles an hour, but it totally was not me. So I explained to the guy that this, uh, the, the officer further down the road, uh, I saw him there, but he didn't do anything. And he was, and the, the trooper knew exactly where he was. So I was sitting there like, you guys had to have been, you guys had to it's have a speed trap. Man. Yeah. It's like a speed trap. Okay. But you guys made a mistake. Like you got the wrong vehicle. We're both silver cars. And I, and I told, I described the very vehicle that was going by so i was like that was the dude you know and so then he asked me to uh i mean he didn't even ask for it he asked for my driver's license that was it you know what i'm saying so i knew that i was kind of getting out of it i had a feeling that i was going to get out of it but also with with the way things are i was just like shut up clue stop talking <laughs> he just might he just might kill your ass man you never yeah, know there's a certain tipping point I yeah guess. there's a tipping point i was like don't argue it too much but i still was gonna speak and say something like i wasn't speeding to the point where i was just like look i have this weird thing where i have to keep above 28 miles an hour or 28 miles per gallon on my car and if i go over like 90 i'll dip below that it's like a game that i play on the interstate right I know, it's stupid. Clues in his car, <laughs> clapping his hands. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, here we go. But uh, Driving with his knees. <laughs> no, but um, I, I explained all that to him, and he said, okay, well, you need to take your bike rack down because it's covering your license plate. So I had to take this bike rack and stick it in the back of my car and all that kind of stuff. It was fine. I, I'm not, I wasn't like pissed about it or anything because I didn't get a ticket. But the point of this story, the stereotypical black no, man no. with a bike rack on I the I know, bag. right? That's just trying like, to stick it to the man. Just clue. like a black man with a mountain bike rack on oh, his car. God damn it! <laughs> but uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> no, but it was the fact that like that impulse came through. That oops, sorry. That impulse came through where I had shut up, <laughs> shut up. Coins over here. Clue is <laughs> raining shekels. <laughs> but I had to talk. I had to say something. And nor I feel like if I had normal impulse control, better judgment would have said just stop talking and just sort of take it. Maybe. I don't know. Well, and, and I think that there is, again, there's a tipping point that's associated with that. Mm. The If impulsivity, impulsivity serves a purpose, it can pay off big time. 
in your case, sure. it, it did. You were assertive and it paid off. Um, but it also, there's a lot to risk by being impulsive mm, mm-hmm. as well. Much to gain, much to lose. Yes. Uh, what I also was thinking about is it, oftentimes when we think about what we shouldn't do, mm. it overwhelmingly seems to be associated with things impulsive or going and doing things that we shouldn't do, that yeah. that, that others would say that we shouldn't do. Yeah. We don't think about the other side of the coin. Yes, and I and, was going to say because I'm a fixer, right? And it's just my, I just have a proclivity to solve problems. That's just what I want to do. So in in just personal relationships, if anyone has ever come to me to talk about a problem that they're having or something's going through their head, I just want to fix it so that no one has to go through it. But it's like, I shouldn't be that way because that's more, it, it's, it's almost selfish, right? Where it's like, I'm yeah. trying to take that problem from you. And it's, and that kind of falls under a, you know, when I shouldn't, like maybe I should just listen to him. You well, know what I'm saying? In, in, in a very, very abstract sense, you're taking ownership of that individual. Yes. Um, but something that I thought of that's not oftentimes even considered is that when you shouldn't, a lot of times, without us even thinking about it because it slips under the radar, is associated with complacency. Hmm. Less, than, less than impulse control. Okay. Going along with things when you shouldn't just go along with things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's that's the thing is, you know, we're talking about when you shouldn't. We're not talking about impulse control mm-hmm. explicitly. So take the same scenario that you had. If you're overly complacent about the whole thing. Then I would have just agreed that I was going 91 miles yes, an hour. Yes, and, and then afterwards I would have been... Just it would have been messing miles, with my head. Twenty-one like, miles per hour over the fucking speed limit. That's not that's, a that's small a hefty, deal. Yeah, it's a hefty. That's ticket. not a small deal. And that again, that has obviously implications that are associated with it. So, how and, many times do you think a lot well, of us have gotten ourselves into situations because we should have done something and oh, we got and we just didn't? Well, well, think about groups of kids or our peers, not even kids necessarily, college-age individuals that are all a bunch of knuckleheads, it's not consistently like one type of individual. It's not all a group of impulse control-based people. It's probably one or two people that have impulse control issues and seek thrills and that dopamine release and things like that. And then a lot of other people that you know, maybe admire, look up to, or enjoy the company and that, that air that's associated with it that are complacent and go along with said things. Sure. And they end up getting in trouble as a result. And then you, you think about the entire notion of, you know, growing up, my mom, one of the big Jehovah's Witness sayings um, from Scripture is bad hail associations. Satan. Oh, well, they they don't <laughs> hail Satan. That's me. Oh. That's me all day. Shout out to Lucifer. Oh my God! I hadn't hollered at you in a minute. I'm sorry, baby. But one of one of the biggest uh, statements that they make is bad associations spoil useful habits. Oh. So if you look at it. If we break it down into types of individuals in accordance with their own predilections, if you've got these groups of individuals that do knucklehead shit and you've got one or two of those cats that are really pushing the pace for everyone else, it's just as easy to say that the complacent individuals are bad associations for the impulse control related people because they validate that impulsivity. Mm. That impulsivity, impulsivity on the one-to-one when you're talking about 
um, group-related shit, the complacency, the going along with the group. Impulsivity without a witness doesn't doesn't really mean an enormous amount unless there's something associated with it. And don't get me because you need a frame of reference or something like that, right? And and I don't. And, and and that's not to discount all this other shit where it's like, well, you know, there's like like drug use or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's not like you're walking down the fucking street and you just find a bag of smack. Like, that just don't generally happen. Brandon found one the other day, but he's run through that by now. He has run through it. <laughs> but, but usually there is a facilitating individual that's associated with mm-hmm. that as well. So you have, in my opinion, what we're looking at is... Impulse control related individuals that have to joust against that impulsivity. And then we have complacent individuals that need to be more motherfucking assertive and take the reins of their own personal efficacy. Oh, it's a terrible balance, man. It is a terrible it's a fucking really balance. Terrible balance. And, and, and it's not static and it never will be static. It's yeah. always going to be bound to context and what serves you within that particular sure. context. I think, though, that I would rather be impulsive than complacent man i, oh, I would rather it. man because i i know so many people that live their lives wishing that they that they took action oh i thought you were gonna say like lawyers that can get you out of things <laughs> what? <laughs> what he does, yeah, huh? he does. No, i do he's got re- yeah, on retainers yeah, <laughs> but uh no i just i would i would never want to be that type of person that sits there and wonders like i, I wish i would have well, and, and, or be a fucking follower. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I like to think that I'm extremely aware of myself, and when I can feel myself doing too much following, I tend to kind of like just pull back. You know what I'm saying? And one example, and, and we had said it before in a podcast long time ago. I used to listen a whole lot to like Gary Vaynerchuk. Like I would listen to his podcast religiously, and it was just it. It was almost like. I started to frame my mind like as much as I could like him. And I was like, I'm becoming too much of a follower. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, you were like my, you my drinking too much Kool-Aid, drinking way too much of the Kool-Aid. And my thought process, was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's all I need sp- to chill out. And, and that's the thing is that we don't do not put motherfuckers on pedestals. Yeah. There are some exceptional entities amongst us that are to be respected and lauded and mm-hmm. appreciated for what they bring to the table, but mm-hmm. they are still human and they're still fallible. Yes. So you don't put them on pedestals because eventually you end up, you know, what is it? Uh, either you die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Mm-hmm. We see that pretty consistently. Oh, yeah. um, we've got a few folks around that are still wholesome and badass at the same time, but uh, honest to God, it, 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 in my opinion, the uh, the notion of taking the reins of personal efficacy is when you're talking about impulsivity. That's almost okay. If you're talking about pH, that's acidosis. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're talking about pH again, the uh, the element of passivity or going along with everything and just letting just yeah. drifting in the current that's alkaloid alkaloidosis mm-hmm. you need to find that balance that number 7 that pH yep. if your pH is 6 and you're in acidosis you're you're too fucking impulsive if your pH is 8 you're in 
alkalidosis. I don't know. I know what you're. Yeah. Yeah. Conceptually. Come on. Give me a break. (laughs) But yeah, that 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 little simple analogy is really what I want to get at is that it's something that you can actively work on. Whether you have a predisposition towards one or the other, they reside on the same spectrum. Mm-hmm. But it, it it all comes back to when you motherfucking shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brandon, I see you looking at your phone. You're you're, you're thinking of something. What's He's up? Looking at titties. I, was, I thought it was titties. titties. Yeah. Well, can I not just look at titties? Yeah. All right. Can. Anyway. No means. <laughs> Go back to your acidosis. <laughs> <laughs> no. What what? Let's talk about like other stories do you have any other stories or experiences when when you shouldn't have done something oh, i forever have stories about when i shouldn't have done stuff man i mean i uh i have historically been have you seen a movie yes man with uh with uh, jim carrey where he just a says yes to fucking ago, everything yeah. okay not in those terms but you know once i was liberated from being a Jehovah's Witness and I was super duper deprived of social interaction and experiences and and personal autonomy, I said motherfucking yes to whatever. I was like, let me, I'm going to go experience it. Fearless. Mm -hmm. Um, 120 pounds of just pure, not give a fuck. And I'm a reasonably bright, reasonably caring, tapped in, into the social system type of individual, which I feel like alleviated me from some ire, but my impulsivity, my fuck it has historically gotten me in trouble over and over and over again. I mean, I've been to jail several fucking times over stupid shit, Mm -hmm. never anything super nefarious, but, um, and then I've, you know, got old stuff expunged, but fuck, I got arrested last year and that wasn't my fault though. That fundamentally wasn't my fault. But even if you look at situations like that, you can step two steps away from it and look at it in terms of impulsivity. That fight, even though I didn't facilitate it, and I was your old, friend was getting beaten. My up. friend was getting yeah. jumped by two people, and I couldn't allow that to happen. The key element there is is I know as a thirty four year old man who has had a long history of saying fuck it mm-hmm. and ready to throw fisticuffs. I keep my, I don't put myself in fucking situations sure. where I set myself up for failure mm-hmm. and whether or not that was my fault or not. The actual fight is irrelevant. I put myself in the context of the bar scene, which is a potentially volatile situation. Mm-hmm. And that shit seems to fucking attract me because I hang out with meathead monster truck individuals. Monster truck. Yeah, and 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 my friend was actually standing up for uh, some redneck dude said some racist shit, and he was standing up for him, and you know it things just careened downhill. But it doesn't change the fact that the onus for what transpired transpired really resides with me for knowing. Hey, the bar scene is not for Chris. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's that's the next level up from it. Mm-hmm. If we look at it on the one to one like impulsivity, do or don't. It's not that simple. If you step back a few steps, you take inventory of your strengths, your weaknesses. That's okay. Then you can acknowledge what types of situations you should avoid yes. altogether. Because my next my question that was going to follow uh, that was going to follow up with was like how do we know when we shouldn't, right? And it is for me 
it really comes down to taking inventory, inventory. Of, your, of yourself, of the situation, of also you're going to have to weigh pros and cons. Like for me, just and this is literally just no planning. If I would like to think that if if I'm wondering when I shouldn't do something, if that if that question is coming up in my head, I think I'll whether or not I act hinges upon like what happens if I do the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. What happens if I do act? And and I I'm pretty good about thinking a couple of steps ahead. And then if if I see negative outcomes from those other out from those, you know, that list of outcomes, I can also sort of do a little like damage control before it happens. Or at least I put myself in a position to be like, okay, if you do this, this is what's going to to happen. Th- these are some of the possibilities that can happen, and this is how you're probably going to go through it. But like when when it comes down to again, when I shouldn't do something, um, I'll I'll think in my head like, but what if I do do it? it is it going to kill me? Is it going to do this? Is it going to do that? If it's not that bad, then I I may be quiet or something like that, or I may not act. But because for me, I battle impulse control. That's that's something that it may sometimes get me in trouble because as I'm doing the thing, when I've decided in my head that I will not or I should not do it, as that sort is sort of happening, that's where I'm hearing that voice saying, "What the fuck are you doing? I told you not to. We made, we had an agreement. You know what I mean?" Well, and 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 I might assert that even having the clarity to make those types of not only that type of like self debate, but even third person acknowledging, Hey, I am these two people and it, they work in conflict. And, um, I, I think that that is indicative of a high level of functioning. The something that that made me think of is if we talk about objective measures of intelligence regarding organisms, mm. because impulsivity is linked to reflex. You know, there's a lot of species that that develop what are they modal action patterns where they're essentially and I don't I don't want to discount nature in any way cuz it's fucking far beyond something anything we've created as humans, but they're more like autom- automatons responding to stimuli on the one to one. And then as we develop, you know, we have big prefrontal cortexes uh, cetaceans do too, elephants do too. There's a lot more meat on the bone as far as self-reflection. Oh, and, yes. and it and it allows us the ability to not be as uh, impulsive. The other thing, I would, I would assert that obedience, blind fucking obedience, would be another measure of intelligence or lack thereof. I was going to say it's a lack thereof. But yeah, and and that that's the thing it's you you look to others as a shortcut because you either are too lazy to or incapable of doing the the heavy lifting thinking on your own. Mm. I do want to 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 say that where you and I probably differ because I can what pops into my head when you're talking about like the blind obedience we when it comes to like things like religion and stuff like that um it's very easy to say that a lot of those people are do they just need someone to make a choice for themselves or something like that but i think that through our previous podcasts and just through talking with people and and all that i can even see like okay 
I can't explain or quantify other people's faith that they have. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's very easy to call the shit stupid. It's it's very easy to say it's just blind blind obedience or something like that. But I see something different with a lot of those people. Well, and and I guess for once, I, I guess I wasn't even thinking about religion in this in this. Yeah, that's a rarity. Yeah, it is in, in this situation. It, to me, religion is honestly it's less about blind obedience and it's more just about uh, pervasive social control through fear of ostracism by peer groups mm. or the potentiality that one day we might not exist. Per- sure. Perish the thought that your sweet little unique snowflake self is not going to exist in some yep. way one day. How fucking self-important of a goddamn thought is that? Like, rock your shit right now and shut the fuck up. Sure. But I digress. <laughs> when, when I'm talking about blind obedience, I'm almost more talking about adherence to concepts and ideas. Oh, I see. It's, I see. It's you, you look... And and my best analogy, wolves and dogs. I think, if I'm not mistaken, wolves on average, for a, a dog of comparable body mass, wolves on average have a brain mass that is about 15% larger. They need that because they problem solve. They oh, look, yes. They're they, constantly hunting. Yeah, they, they hunt. They individual. They cooperate. Yeah. But they individually problem solve. Yeah, and it, and of course you would have the a level of atrophy with like brain atrophy, if you will, with like how domesticated dogs because they don't have to hunt, they don't have to problem solve. Oh yeah, the food is just there for them. Well, and it's IQ versus EQ. Yes, there is no other species on the planet, mm-hmm. including goddamn primates, that are nearly as adept at reading human facial expressions. Yeah. So they develop that shortcut of, oh, it's almost a symbiotic relationship. Like we, they let us give them cuddles and mm-hmm. like validate our existence, and in return, we do all the thinking for them. Yep. I mean, it's an ingenious it's way. A, it's to a do good it. agreement. <laughs> it, it's ingenious, yeah. man. But but I think that that's a big part of it is, um, the, the acknowledgement that. That we are all different. Some people might sincerely not be capable of the critical thinking that's associated with it, and it's not okay. And it is okay to make that acknowledgement. I think that's a fundamental acknowledgement. And anybody that's hearing that that thinks that that might be in any way controversial or whatever, I think it it could possibly spurn some forethought within them to be like, well, why do I think the way that I do? Yeah. You know. Um, you should but always ask yourself that. You should. <laughs> and and the bottom line is, and something that I, I think that we try to drill into people's heads, is that none of this shit is static. Yes. Who you it's not are. not dogma, to, man. To say... What we say or about yourself. Yeah. Like, none of, it should always be changing. It yeah, should always be dynamic. It's like, like, who are you? I'm like, well, within this given context, I'm going to be a different person from the moment I started this sentence to the moment I end it, albeit mm. an incrementally different person. Yep. It's not static. It's a fucking moving target, and it's contextually bound. But let's bring it. Let's bring it together. I know we want to. This is truthfully. This has been like really good practice. We need to do more stuff like this because what it does for me is that it it does make the episode shorter because we're kind of practicing. You know what I mean? And maybe it's maybe it's just the topic itself because we were kind of just. Coming in dry, you know what I'm saying yeah. with, with this whole thing. Coming in dry, Brandon. <laughs> spit on it. Oh wow, Brandon. Okay. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but because of that, um, it's it's really been it's taught me just in the thirty minutes that we've been we've been at this the importance of having like exercises like this. I know you and I, Chris, we have things where you and I will like spar with each other. And people will think we're arguing or some shit like that, but it's like no, no, no it keeps this it, is it, yeah, this is ball practice. Yeah, you know what we, I mean. We we sharpen each other. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think episodes like this are are very much needed. Uh, so uh, let's we can go on further on this topic, or we can. What about Brandon? What about? Let's Brandon? see. Let's see, that's exactly why I didn't like. That's why. No. It's just... <laughs> All right. Let's hear. Wait. No. Restate the question. Okay. No. It's the topic when you shouldn't. When you shouldn't. Yeah, let's just talk. Like, what does what, that mean? What you? does that mean to you? I mean, are you talking about like when you shouldn't have hit purchases from like your fiance? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know what? Gambled, yeah, gambled a bunch of money away on accident. <laughs> on that, how do you accidentally gamble? I might have. I might have suck at fantasy football. Oh, there's homie, no hoops. I I don't That's why I got it. my bike. It's fantasy Baby, football. Baby, I tripped and fell and sucked a titty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I swear that's how it happened. I was walking down the street. My shoes were untied. I tripped, and there was a big ass titty that I just had to Like, babe, I'm sorry. She was just there, and I, <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, taking it on the on the relationship level. Yeah, I mean, you've there's there's a ton of there's a ton of meat on that bone, and we can talk about that if you want to. God damn, like um, you were saying. There, there's a lot of times where we should just shut the fuck up. And what's funny yeah. is, you know, that that also, the other side of that, is the guys that have figured out that you just need to shut the fuck up, or women, yeah, that have figured out just to shut the fuck up. Men get stigmatized as, they're not very expressive. And it's like, I have a lot of thoughts. My head's fucking I, exploding I have right so now. so many thoughts, but it's <laughs> yeah. like a goddamn minefield. Yes, what do you mean by that? And I'm like, maybe we should have this conversation face-to-face because there's no prosody in text. And then, no, she no, get, no, you get the, you get and then the, she's mad because she don't know what prosody means. <laughs> it's because you play calculus and all the girls you talk to play one fish, two fish, <laughs> red fish, blue fish. <laughs> Um, that's, that's not true. true. I know it's not true. Maybe but that's it's one of those things we shouldn't have said. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but here's the thing though. There are that it's very good that you said that. There are there are people who have taken upon that that mindset of like I just shouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be women and men and especially in their relationships and they are, you can just see it on their faces. Those that have done it long enough are the most miserable fucking people you can ever see because they yeah, just. Yeah, they calcified. And, and those kind of people. They are emotionally calcified. And, and you know what happens to them? Especially the girls, they wind up on Snapped. Have you, have you seen that show before? What? Snapped. Is that the one your wife was on? Yeah, she's the one that she watches. Is she oh, going to be on oh, Yeah, she, right. watches she watches that shit. That. Yeah. And it's just she's gonna it's be people... on. She'll be on a spinoff called Almost Snap because Kalu <laughs> is gonna be like, "Not today, not today." <laughs> when men recover, but no, it's uh, but uh, no, for real, it's like those people are are truly, truly, truly miserable, dude. Because they've said yes, and I always think that a lot of those people end up cheating or they end up like going off the deep end or having some kind it of a midlife up. It crisis. It builds dude. up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I've and, seen and a lot know, of yes men. And you know what that shit turns into? What ultimately? is that? Ultimately, it turns into entitlement. If you, okay. if you were complacent and roll over enough times, mm-hmm. 
if, if that shit builds up, you get to a point where you're like, whatever reaction, you, you look at the the vast inventory of things that you've let slide. Oh, so speak, you have the entitlement to act how you yes, did. and then it's you justified. get to, and, and you were like, I have, I was cool here, I was cool here, yeah. I was cool here, I was cool here. So now I'm justified to be a toolbox. And and you know what, ladies and gentlemen. That's not okay. That's because, a shitty because thing. You let you let yourself be treated that way yes. each of those times. Absolutely. And even if that person treated you that way, and they shouldn't have treated you that way, you flying off the motherfucking deep end. Yeah. That don't do. You're that not anymore. excused. No, you're not what, fucking excused. Here's what's gonna happen. And this is just the personal experience. The type of person that I am. Like I'm very big on just saying when I don't like something. Right. So I sometimes may come off like an asshole or something like that because. I'd just be like, no, I don't it like that. It doesn't bother me. I appreciate it. I'm well, like, I at know, least I, he made a decision. No, yeah. But if it's like, if I don't like something, I'll just be like, no, I, I'm not cool with that. I don't like that. Why are we doing this? Or something like that, right? But a lot of people, if you say, if you're constantly just rolling with it, especially if someone has a bad habit, because for me, the type of person I am, I have to just be, if I'm fucking up, you just have to tell me. Yeah. Just be like, oh, you're, you're it, fucking it, up. It just, is fundamentally true, because Kalu and I have discussions about shit, and I'll be like, no, that's not how it is. And Kalu... Even if he disagrees initially, he can and still continues to disagree. He will come back and be like, "Okay, I, I see where you're coming from." Yeah, sometimes that's all. Some that's all people need. But if you skate by and just let it slide, what's going to happen is that those negative habits that you th- those ha- not even negative habits, those accepted habits that you low key don't like. That they're gonna, the other people are gonna see that shit as normal. So, so, so they're gonna think they're doing all the right things because you haven't said you were that they were doing something wrong, and it takes that reciprocity of like, of essentially just talking about what you do and don't like to make any kind of friendship, relationship, any of that shit is going to work. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so you're open. You have to be open but discerning, discerning at the same fuck. time. Yes. Open to change, but still discerning, and like you have to, and you have to be assertive in what you do and don't believe in. And you got to be motherfucking tough. You can't allow other human beings to manipulate your fucking emotions. Yeah. If in any way you are not together or whole enough of an individual that another person can very much manipulate your emotions, then any number of individuals can come around and manipulate you. And you're just going to be floating in the wind, man, in your occupation in your personal life in your family life. It all translates, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know we kind of took your topic there. I mean, that's, that's, you have plenty of time to think (laughs) up something beautiful to tell us now. Now go for it. Do you have Jack on us? Yeah, man. No, like, is I, that something that you maybe go through? I, and literally, I'm just asking back and forth. That's something that you go through, or you? My man goes with the flow. Yeah, you do I mean, go with the flow. I, I'm, I go with the flow, but I'm also pretty stubborn. So, like, explain if she, if she comes at me with something, and I know it's just you're talking just life, or you're talking your relationship. Relationship. Like, okay. Okay. I, currently, so yeah. He's fucking yeah. shivering as he talks. <laughs> There's a sniper out the window. Okay. He's going to be like, yeah, sometimes what you want. Why are you, <laughs> he's just dead. Why are you sweating so hard? I've yeah, got dude. six days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I've got six days. I can't say he's that. You're already dark. Yep. But no, I, I've i learned her by now. So I just know that, you know, it's not me she's mad at. So I'm just like, I just let it hit me. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'll shake it off. And then I just let her come back, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm just like, "So yeah. I'll I'll tell you something." And um, it's hard not to be like, "No, you're wrong," and yeah, stand up for yourself because it's just going to lead into something even yeah, bigger. You've learned the path of least resistance with. But is that good? 
It, it depends on who, again, it's contextually bad. Yeah, it, it see, is. Like, I like being able to have the conversations one-to-one on, a, on the same level, not when one person's heated, the other person's just, like, calm-headed. Sure, like, sure. So, well, and if you think about my profession, too, if I'm, you know, trying to de-escalate or talk to somebody like that, the path of least resistance is always the first fucking option. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you address things, and, and I'm talking about again in in terms of conflict resolution. You do not meet fire with fire when you're in my profession and you're addressing someone you provide services for. It does nothing to meet yeah. fire with fire. You have to love, loving- especially if your personality is kind of fiery anyway. Yeah. Because if someone, if someone, way. well, if someone meets me with fire. Like I'm the sun, right? So it shit just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't phase me, man. It just doesn't. Like I be, I go into war mode. It's like I'm motherfucking hellboy. Like yeah, it's like all right. If I got to pull some shit out of the bag, I'm going for the jugular. You know what I'm saying? And that's how stuff I'm gonna never... pop the trunk on you, motherfucker. <laughs> but that's how. But it, it's not, and it's not a good thing. Is what I'm acknowledging is that it's not a good thing. Is fighting fire with fire or uh, addressing or approaching fire with fire? That's Absolutely never the good way. Not. To do the it. only time that that's appropriate is in war. And then, yeah. and when you're talking to somebody that you that you need, care for, that you either care for or seek to have some sort of amicable, um, professional or sure. interpersonal relationship whatsoever, you do not. Meet fire with fire. Mm-hmm. You you I, meet yeah. you meet fire with understanding. You take that fire in and just okay. Out of everything you're saying, if I sift through this, there there may be a root to this that I can address to help de-escalate the yeah. entire thing. Or maybe you just need to have somebody listen. Yeah. And a lot of times my clients do just need to feel mm-hmm. feel like somebody gives a shit. Mm. Sit there, listen, and and you know what? They just words pimp. If somebody wanna sit there, like one of my clients wanna sit there and bitch at me and carry on and bitch about how everything's going, and I'm like, yo, word, I understand it's frustrating, blah, 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 blah. By the end of it, they feel better. It's a catharsis. Mm-hmm. And what what damage has that really done to me? No, I, I think all that stuff is fine. I think sometimes it's when the when the words are sort of aimed at you and oh, it, they're and, aimed and, at me too. Yeah, see, that's the part where I'm just like, I I can't take that. I can't because if I know that there's a deeper problem that has nothing to do with me, but you want to talk to me about it, but you still want to like I just say, say like just spicy say shit to me. I'm just like, nope. Well, if they say spicy shit to me, I don't encourage it. I'll be like, look, if you're gonna keep talking to me like that, then we're not gonna have this conversation. Uh, and in mo- most of the time, most of the time it works. Occasionally, I'm incapable of de- de-escalating somebody. Yeah. But most of the time, if you are if you are assertive, but also let them know that you're there with them, that you care. Eye contact without looking intimidating, and that's mm-hmm. a delicate fucking balance it in is. and of itself. Eye contact, like immerse yourself in them. Make yourself somewhat vulnerable to their condition and put yourself in their shoes. If you can do that, if you can reach out and do that, it goes miles. And yeah. honest to God, what harm has it done to you? Yeah. And that's something I deal with on the daily because, I mean, I'm a leader at work, so... Mm-hmm. I have to set the example for the people around me, yeah. but I also have to deal with all the escalations. They're yelling in my face about something I had no part of, talking about how shitty the company is and all this other stuff. I'm like, you need to pay your bill. Yeah, That's why your phone shut off. Yeah, Or 
you need to turn your phone off and on. Yeah. And it solves a problem you've been having for months, and, you know, you can't call in and all this other bullshit. But, like, it's just... When y'all gonna get me a new phone? Well, Bitch, you just have to say you want one, man. I want one, man. Y'all hook it up. Why the fuck are my friends with y'all and y'all work there and y'all can't hook me up with I don't sell phones, but... I know, but you you a shot caller. (laughs) No. Yeah, you can holler downstairs. Feed my ego just a little bit more. You can holler downstairs and have one of them be like, oh, yes, sir, (laughs) Mr. Njoku. No. (laughs) Nope. We'll slide no. it in your back pocket. Yeah. All right. Well, nope. I'll just go see Brandon and yes, <laughs> absolutely. Do I'm that. robbing your store up here. <laughs> no, it, you know what? It's 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 crazy that we have gone in so many different directions with with when you shouldn't, yeah. and uh, I think that where this really does resound with all of us in here is when it comes down to things like relationships and whatnot. You know what I mean? Because you can't take shit back you, once yeah, you, you just, say it. You, you cannot take shit back when you say it. You can't take shit back once you fucking do it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And so, again, that's why I have that voice. And I, I talked about it on our last, I think it was our last episode when I was saying like, if I'm arguing with my wife or something like that and it's, and the argument is like going to shit, you know, it's at, it's like, oh God, we're in like DEFCON 1 right now. Like there is the entire time this voice saying like, Bro, stop saying yeah, this. Like, that shut up. You know, it's like, yeah. and and it's we're we're meet we're both meeting fire with fire. But I don't have. I'm not as sensitive. You know what I'm saying? Or or yeah. I am. It's just what I do with it. So then, when she starts I, crying, do you feel bad? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. and it's it's no. It, here here, I'm I'm being real. It's not because I don't he's care. A, it's because he's a Cylon. Uh, it's because here i'm just gonna open up my wrist here i'm not human but uh no no and i'm being 100 serious it's not because i don't care it's because the fixing the problem and and ending the problem it, it takes up more of a priority than than emotion it's like okay there is something that needs to be solved i don't have time for 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 feeling it out like I turn it into like a math equation, like what needs to get done yeah. so we can sort of move past this, right? And uh and there because my because I'm wired that way, and it's it's not because like I didn't get any fucking hugs when I was a kid yeah. or anything like that. It's it's not because I am there's some problem with me emotionally. It's just I I tend to view things in, in more of a pragmatic a, pragma, very pragmatic borderline analytical and it's like how do we just knock this out and and i guess you know there are there are both types and i'm sorry to cut you off there but both of these types those types of personalities are very important in the world they're valuable they're very valuable both and that's what i was gonna say my team at work yeah it's me and um six women Mm -hmm. and they all bring their own different unique thing to the table Mm -hmm. but fundamentally I think in different ways than they do. Yes. Um, and it's not, and, and you may come off, if you think a different way, some people, if they don't I see it the right way, asshole. you come off as an asshole, yeah. but you probably care more about them and the and stuff they than know, they realize. Well, they, they realize it now. Yeah, okay. Like, it, it first, and pretty much every person on the team, for the most part, has said, well, I thought you were a huge asshole when I first got on, and now I'm like, no, Chris is cool. Chris actually gives a shit, and he'll die for us and yeah. ready to ride for us. But whenever they're on harping on what I perceive, especially within a professional context, to be the wrong issue, like not seeing the forest for the trees and getting emotionally stirred up about it, I'm like, look, 
Let's separate our personal mm-hmm. feelings from it, step away from it, and look at it for what it fucking is, which is, to me, very much what you do mm-hmm. as well. You're like, there, there is a... There is room here for us to analyze this almost from a third person perspective. Yeah. Yeah. What what role do I play on the outside looking in? What role do I play in this? What role do any of you all play yeah. in this? And how can we address this moving forward? And the other thing too is when I try to get on on an a like on a level that is unlike what I'm used to and get onto an emotional level or something like that more than what I'm capable more than what I feel like I'm capable of all the wrong things come out. You know what I'm saying? All the wrong emotions just they because I'm just not wired that way. So it feels foreign. So one of my issues and this plays into like when I shouldn't is I've got to be better about it's and this is just in reference to like my relationship, right? Or my marriage. It's like when I'm when we're having a problem because I come from again very pragmatic and her side is more of the emotional part. I need to not I need to not try to pull her into the pragmatic part because she's not wired that way. You know, no, and, and, and she doesn't need to, it escalates the emotional yes. element. And for her to pull me into the emotional part because that's not something that it I'm glosses over the common sense. Yeah, element. it glosses over the common sense and I just rage the fuck out because I'm like, we're just we're forgetting about this thing right here. You see what I mean? So it's like it's 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 a delicate balance. It's a really delicate balance. It's also why I'm just like, hey, Shout out to all the fucking therapists out there that can that can handle all that kind of stuff, man. Well, and and you know there is a fine line between you know whenever we have these events, validating somebody's feelings, mm-hmm. making them feel heard. There's a fine line between doing that and positively reinforcing and enabling that behavior so that mm. that it increases in frequency. Yes. Because it will, positive reinforcement is a profoundly strong vector of behavioral control. Yeah. If you positively reinforce something like that, the likelihood of it happening again is much higher. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. But the delicate balance is not to, you don't come rushing at it with a fucking war club, Mm -hmm. man. You validate it. And you also don't, like, you don't rush the... But you don't roll the fuck over, too. Yeah, but you don't rush the positive reinforcement. You don't go to war with your positive reinforcement because there's something bad with that. Like, because I've seen, like, if you think of, like, dogs, where some dogs that when people come come, uh, too aggressive with the positive reinforcement, they'll go and take a shit and then go look to you to give them a treat. Do you see what I'm saying? And I think that there are people that are like that just in humans. Like you go oh, and yeah. do something and you're like, oh, because you've overly enforced me or, you know, you've consistently reinforced me positively over and over and over and over again. Now you just expect something. And, There's that entitlement. And, right and that is a disgusting thing. And it's super and disgusting. It com- and it comes from a point of privilege to even look mm-hmm. at things that way that, um, I am entitled to something because I did something. In my opinion, you should not be lauded or reinforced or given any kind of praise for things that should be expected of you. Sure. Fundamental things that are expected of you. When you almost when you acknowledge something that should be expected of somebody as great, mm-hmm. 
you're really setting the bar low on that that yeah. individual. You're limiting that individual in entirely. You're mm-hmm. you're setting the bar super fucking low to where oh you know I, I get praise for this, so the baseline is below here. Yeah, it's below. Yeah. Whereas again, and not to say that I'm like the pinnacle of fucking success by any means, but I got zero goddamn positive reinforcement for the most part. Like you know you you get a B well. That's okay, I guess, bitch, but you should have got an A. And if you get an A, it's, well, obviously you got an A. You're fucking smart, bitch. Now, if you look at it in terms of the acknowledgement that I am capable, you could perceive that as positive reinforcement. But at the time, it doesn't feel that way. Only, Mm -hmm. Only after years and years of being like, you're a bad motherfucker, you should be able to do this shit. Yeah, you should be able. Mm -hmm. Does it crystallize to where I'm like, yeah, you're right, like... I am very capable, and if I don't do something, it's on me. Mm. Yeah, man. That's big. That's big. We've gone in multiple directions. Do we have any more? How else can we break this down, this whole topic of when you shouldn't? How else can we address it? I, I Truthfully, I didn't think that we'd be able to go this long. Oh, I really I, didn't. Dude, I knew we said. could because we bad <laughs> motherfuckers. Look at you. Hey. Thanks. <laughs> I just said that's what she said. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking A, Brandon. When you fucking should. Yeah, when else? What else can we? Well, and again, I'm big on breaking everything down to the rudiments because if you break things down to the biological rudiments, what is the root of all of this? I feel this way because of an oxytocin release or a dopamine or a Mm -hmm. serotonin release. That's really what it is. It's stimuli and then it elicits a response in the fucking body. But we assign profundity Mm -hmm. and we chase profundity and profundity correlates with this toxic, overreaching narrativization of our lives because you shouldn't be uh, the narrativization of one's life puts you as a character and an overreaching narrative Mm -hmm. right it plays out this way my life is a it's a tragedy with its ups and bitch shut up you're the motherfucking author yeah you are not a character participant yes you you are you can rewrite it if you want yeah (laughs) now now you can be the author and also be in the motherfucking story but you are the author of your own fucking story yeah and and i think that again if you're if if you play too much into the when you shouldn't part you you do risk that uh, that chance of losing authorship of your life, man, and that, that's why it scares the shit of me. That's why I usually act on a lot of the the impulses that come through. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I have to exercise some control with it, but like, dude, I don't I don't want to be someone that just rolls over. I don't want to, especially if it's just to avoid conflict. I'll fight over and over and over if I can go to bed knowing that every choice I made was my own. Like, dude, it's. That that's big for me. What was it? And I, I you know, I bring up Patrice O'Neill quite a bit because that's my dude. But like, he says every day when I wake up, my goal is to be righteous, and and I don't mean like religious righteous. Just knowing that what I did, I did for me and on my own terms. Yeah. And you know, being the crass, over the top arbitrarily misogynistic, arbitrarily racist comedian that he was. There was a method to that fucking madness. Oh, yeah. There was a lesson in there for the rest of us. It's not to take what he's saying literally and transpose that as, well, that's that this man's belief system. You're missing the force for the trees. That's funny because if anyone takes a comedian literally, 
you're a fucking idiot. God, they tried <laughs> to destroy Chappelle, man. Yeah. When he came back on Netflix, like, I had on. people, I had people that I thought relatively high of. Mm-hmm. Males, overwhelmingly, getting on their goddamn virtue signaling about, well, Dave Chappelle misgendered uh, yeah. Caitlyn Jenner like, and all that. Dave, That's a microaggression. Like yeah. Bitch, we have bigger problems <laughs> right does. now. And, and, and going after our comedians is akin to going after our press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%, man. All right, guys. Do we have any shameless shout-outs or anything like that? Well, I would like to give another shameless shout out to Bryce Wood. It's my yes. understanding not only did he make his weight, uh, he's going to continue to train with our man Tyler Young at Grade nice. Eight Performance. He signed on for another three months. Okay, and there's no telling where this motherfucker is going to be Sweet. in three months. Cause I'm building this, that website, by the way. Grade, are you Grade Eight Performance dot com? I'm I'm building that site, so hopefully it'll be up here in the near future. Dope, dope. So we that. we plan on having Bryce on. We might have Bryce and Tyler on. We might not because that sounds like a whole lot of chaos yes. could erupt really quick. <laughs> yes, 100%. I mean, it'd be funny, but it'd be like, that's about all it would be probably. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to give a, a shout out to, uh, to to Bryce for making a donation to us, man. That oh, was, yeah. Big that was love, so man. awesome, man. I, I really appreciate you doing that for us. And uh, again, what that did for us, that, that helped us to order our... Uh, our soundproofing stuff for the uh, is that a shed or is that a oh, garage? It like, is a is? workshop. Okay, player because it's got fucking it's insulated on the sides and yeah. Okay, if, if I could throw a shitter and a bathtub and some stuff in there, It'd just be a separate apartment. Yeah, I'd rent yeah. that motherfucker to a scallywag. <laughs> you just need a bucket, huh? Ooh, hey, same bucket. Well, that's what I keep by my bed. <laughs> That's okay. If I just had to take a, a grand slam home run in the middle of the night, <laughs> I'd just hang the cheeks over the edge and drop. <laughs> That's so disgusting. <laughs> bloop, bloop. <laughs> anyway, but the soundproofing is going to go in the workshop and we're going to be able to move all of our equipment in there and really turn that place into a for real studio. Yep. So I'm very, very some excited lighting, about that. Some, yes. Yeah. So thank you so much, Bryce, for that donation. That was fucking awesome. I woke up that morning and I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, oh so my we, God! We, this is we real. Did, oh, we've got a few donations. Yes, now. yes, uh, guys. Please continue to donate. Uh, really, and, and those of you who had said who have said like really positive things about what we're doing, thank you so much, man. That that means so much. And I'll say what we said from our very first episode. I do not care if we do, if we do or don't get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of listeners, millions of listeners. What I care about are those one or two people. Where what we say really just clicks for them. Yeah. Like, it's those people that we continuously do this. We have recorded an episode every single Sunday at 3 p.m. since, what is it, May? May of, of last, last year. year. Every single, unless yes. we were going to have to be gone Sunday and then yeah. we would record before. Fucking yeah, man. and it's like... It's because of you guys. It's because of those messages that we get where it's like, hey, you've you know, you've really done something for us. That's the kind of stuff that drives us. And and truthfully, this has also been a really big help with just developing me. Yeah, me uh, too. I've learned a lot about how I how I interact with other people, how I do things in general, just by being able to talk myself through it on this podcast. And I still say that this is more for me than for it than is. for anyone. I enjoy you know? the hell out of it. Yeah. It's, it. It's comparable to you know the good old days when we were in Dr. Gross's class and we yeah. had in, in class discussions because it is 
man, a good discussion elicits like a symphony in a motherfucker's brain. Yeah. Not does. an argument. A yeah. good discussion. Just a good discussion. Um uh Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to have Russell on again. Yeah. We yep. were talking we were talking Russell about Seamer. Russell. Yes. Yeah. Because Russell has a very different take on things, but man, he's willing to be wrong. And, yes. and and I appreciate that immensely. Russell, you my dog. Let's get together, me, you, and Kalu here before too long. Even if we don't, you know, sit in the studio, at least we can go you do a sausage making session, yep. something yep. like that. Yeah, I'd like to give another shout out to uh my boy JP. Uh, he's just been sending some really awesome and kind messages to us, you know, thanking us for what we've been able to do. But truthfully, I want to just be able to thank him for for listening. I want to thank him for being open and talking about the things going on in his life to us. And it's just it's really good seeing that uh, that there's people out there that really do care, you know, because we care about all you guys, you know. Uh, so uh, thank some you. Of y'all. Some of some, y'all. some of you guys can kiss my ass. Yeah, but... Statistically speaking, there's a couple of y'all that's questionable <laughs> as fuck. But JP, what? I do want to send a, a thank you to you. Brand, do you have anyone? Well, uh, just thank you guys, and just know, you know, while I'm on my vacation, I'll be thinking. Don't about... call it a vacation. Call it oh, what yeah, it is. Shit. What is it? Call it honeymoon. honeymoon. You said honeymoon. what is it? <laughs> Bitch, you know what it is, man. You just paid it off, didn't you? No, I paid off the rings. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, no, you know, it's like, if you're paying for it, man, you know exactly what Dead it is. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to you, man. Yeah. Like, this is going to be, I, I do want to make an episode. Like, I wish we can do an episode on the day of his wedding. The, are we wearing them lime green suits? Uh, I I changed mine to hot pink. So Oh, that's fly. That's okay you with can't you. can't upstage right? the bride. Oh shit! Challenge accepted. Look, El was like, "Would you be my date?" To- Is El gonna be at the wedding? Yeah. Oh my god. El asked if I'd be his date, and uh, I told him tentatively yes that I'd be his date. But I kinda, don't. Yeah. I don't. But I kind of don't want to. I I kind of want to bring a date. Yeah. Of- <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be a good moment, man. Just make him show up with a rose and just. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be infinitely more fun being at the couple's table. Yeah, than yeah, it'd yeah. Be like me and El, like. <laughs> yeah. This is this is gonna be a big moment for you, dude. Are you are you scared? No. If you scared, say you scared. Say you scared. <laughs> That's what I thought this episode was about. Just well, you being scared to get married. Every no, episode just... is about you being scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally every episode's about you being scared. No, I'm not too scared. Yeah. Well, it is scary. It's like we've been doing this for a minute now. Nope, so it's, it's a like, completely different thing. And that's what everyone keeps saying. I'm yep. just like, I'm waiting to see it. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with some like some for real truth shit, man. What's here's what's here's oh what Oh my god, now, here we go. Now it's not gonna be some dumb shit. It's not gonna be something stupid. It's 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 kind. Here's what here's what when you will you know that you've got the right person, right? <clears throat> when and, and I was literally telling this to, to my wife the other day. I said there is literally never, ever, 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 ever going to be a moment where you see a thing so fucking beautiful. I promise you, man. I promise you. Then when you have that first like sight of her, it like all decked out, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Like I promise you, like nothing else is going to matter. I don't cry, Kalu. No, you will. Shit, my bitch ass. I cry, dude. I was a fucking <laughs> wreck. I was a wreck, dude. When when I had the first sighting, and like I was like, "Oh my god." But I'm telling you, dude, it's gonna it's gonna elicit all the fucking feels, and you're gonna be like all the crazy shit I did in my life. Like this was all it, it all leads up to here, and it was 100% worth it. Because I'm telling you, man, when you see her, you're gonna be like, oh my god. But what you're also gonna realize is like 
this is where the work starts. This is where, like, everyone thinks that you're going to be the same and all that shit. You're not going to. And you shouldn't. You should not be the same person that you, that you're, like, Brandon now should not be the same Brandon two years from now. That means you're not fucking growing. So you should constantly be, like, constantly be changing. Like, just expect that. And expect that it's going to be a long fucking road, but... You also need to be aware that if you don't like this shit, there's nothing wrong with quitting. There, I swear to God, there no, there isn't. There isn't. There isn't. I, like, and people who there there shouldn't be some stigma for people who go through divorces and shit like that. If you are not happy, you don't like some shit. That's I'm a because child of it. So no, because I, look, I, I want to do it one time. Hey, d- now don't don't buy into that shit, man. <laughs> Here's let me tell y'all something. When we've talked about this shit before. What's a what's the single greatest commodity that we have? Time, fucking time. It's a it's the only much, one. It's every, the only e- everything commodity. else is is fakery. Yeah, paper. It's the only commodity that matters. Paper so and pieces of metal. You figure out what you want to do. Your t- what, how much you like how you want to spend and shows. allocate your time. If you allocate your time working towards building your shit up, making it awesome, and all that kind of stuff. Put in the time and and Let's just and you start get a there. commune and and do work. Just do work, man. That's what I mean. Seriously, that's what your your all relationships are like. Tiny little communes where you're supposed to just do work, unless you're just like there to beat. And that's like okay, if that's what, if that if that's all you're there to do, then beat away. And but beat, like beat cheeks, beat cheeks. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but if you're trying to do more, then like you're there to do fucking work, man. So yeah. allocate your time, bro. I know, I know. I said we would have like a separate possibly a separate podcast episode <laughs> but like i had to get on my soapbox dude you're gonna be fine dude yeah no matter what you're gonna be fine uh shout out to bartley weaver yes shout uh, out to bartley yeah uh, yeah he just he placed first in this bodybuilding thing yeah dude he looked jacked. yeah he was he was beast mode uh, he, like the, his the bodybuilding is his muscles have muscles well he competed in class in physique and in bodybuilding yeah right? He won the super heavyweight, or was it heavy? I saw his first place trophy, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, he's really big." I saw the calories he ate. That's- yeah, seventeen thousand calories post show. That's uh, yeah, his cheat meal air quotes. Yeah, but that's my dog. Yeah, shout out to Bartley Weaver. Uh, yes, Dream yes, yes. Weaver Fitness. Dream Weaver Fit. Dream Weaver Fit. Yeah. Yes, he'll make up like uh, workout plans and uh, meal plans and all that kind of stuff. He does all and that. And he for gives you. a shit, man. He really, he does. really cares. Really does uh, care. Shout out to uh, Fuel Ryan Nutrition Hines. and Ryan Hines. Yes, both of those guys. Uh, y'all are just killing it. I love uh, you both. Oxology Labs, mm-hmm. Fuel Nutrition, mm-hmm. Josh Biggs. Yes. Everybody's in there working their ass off, doing yeah, a man. killer job. I'm about to have to go re up on some more of. Uh, Ryan's pre-workout. Ryan's pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ran out, but man, sincerely, there has been nothing that has given me a pump even remotely close mm-hmm. to his pre-workout. Yep, and I think it's because you can adjust all the different uh, parts of the pre-workout. I think it's it's safe for men, safe for women, everything like that. Like that is, in my opinion, is one of the great things about that supplement and why I recommend it to all sorts of people because not it's you can pick what you want out of it. Like how does it, it doesn't get any better than being able to do that for your He's pre-workout giving you components and then yeah. you tailor make it to your needs because yeah. everybody has different fucking needs yep. nutritionally. Yep. All right. Um, do you have anything else? Are you good? I feel mm-hmm. like we always forget somebody. Oh, uh, listen, I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Ryan's Fatted Cat. I was just thinking that, they're man. They're moving. Yes. Uh, and they're going to close down the old location or keep it open? To uh, I don't know. They'll, well, they'll probably close they it are, down. They're, they're opening a location that is now on uh, Broadway. Broadway. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's going it, to be the where, finest meats. It, the finest of meats. And they have goat meat. Yeah, they've got goat. they got yeah. lamb. They have rabbit. They mm-hmm. have duck. They have alligators sometimes. I mean... Whatever you need, go in there. And honestly, God, you can't get better people. Yes. Do not go buy your your meat at Walmart. When you say people, like Caucasian people? Like I don't know what they are. They I don't, sell that? I, I they, don't know. Oh, they, they, they sell that? They, they might be a little Slavic. I can't wait till you're a corny-ass dad. That's what I mean. It's just going to fit. You're, you're like a corny dad with no kids. Like That's yeah. what that's what you are, Brandon. I'm, I'm going to be excited for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the thing in the South. You get married, they're like, so? You've been married about a week and a half. When are you going to get her pregnant? I want to give a shout out to Adam Southall. I thought you were about to say Sandler. I was like, huh? No, Adam Southall. Is he the wood guy? Yes. What do he make? Um, You know, that cutting board that I've got in there? Oh, really? Yeah, dude. But How he, much do you pay for that thing? We don't talk about it because I'm, I'm sure he gave 70 thousand he gave me player prices but that's what's up his stuff is high 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 quality us all right south hall what is it south hall originals okay adam south hall look him up on instagram it's adam j south hall okay okay and look just check out this latest batch of oh my god that looks incredible cutting boards and stuff man he is an absolute genius when it comes to woodworking he gets a piece of fucking uh uh, live edge wood, and he works with the natural shapes and contours of That's the cool. wood. That's cool. Oh, I gotta tell you guys before we go, I went to a hot yoga class uh, yesterday. And you stood in the corner. No, man, my my big old ass was in the front of the class, man. Oh. And listen, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Shut up! Don't look at me like that. <laughs> don't look at me like that. Come on now, come on now. Uh, man, I love I, my cakes more than anyone else. I, so I, I was like, look at this ass, lady. Look, he told look me he stuff. went, and that was enough for me to be like, well, I want to go. Yeah, well, seriously, no, it was truthfully, truthfully, all joking aside, that was one of the most humbling things I've done because I do consider myself pretty strong. But going in there and being like yoga strong, and also when it's like a hundred billion degrees in there or something like that. It really does make you work different parts of your body that I was like, I just never do work on. Because you all Gumby status. Everything's yeah, all real. loosey-goosey. Yeah, for real. And then also what was really good Kalu's is like. trying to suck his own dick. Yeah, that's pretty is. much what I was trying to do. It's, I keep reaching down like, uh, 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 can't do it. He, I can kiss it. I that's can, it. Yeah, that's yeah it. pretty much. But uh, there was the parts that I really liked about it was like the couple of minutes before class started. And like right after where you're just laying down and people are like meditating and people are just sort of like gathering their thoughts. Like I didn't realize how much I needed that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because there's like so much going through my head and I was just like laying there just like, oh my God. So this is what I need to actually like When I leave here, I'm going to go get some jelly beans. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I went and rode after that. I was like, what the hell, man? This... And it was just a different type of clarity. So, like, I'm I'm on board with people going to hot yoga. I don't know about the the regular shit, but it, it was good. So, shout out to Hot Yoga at Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, they they did some they did some real shit to me, man. Good staff, great people out there. It's almost like there's a nice little community. All the all the ladies and guys in there are really really nice. They're very helpful because I don't know how to move on some of the things. And he was saying the the terms and I, that I didn't understand, but I was just looking around watching people trying to mimic. I can't stand up on, uh, can't pull my knee up to my fucking forehead and hold a pose, you know what I mean? But, like, warrior two pose, I didn't, like, I can hold that 
Hey, look at you doing that. I think that is that. I two? stretch, man. Huh? I stretch. Get out. He can't lift. He can though. put both of his. Yeah, stretch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brandon's Brand really good about. Yeah, he can put both of his uh, legs behind his head. So. You're really good at that. That's why I read that on topic. But you can Craig's almost list. bench 225 sometimes. Hey, slap hands. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's the most it's condescending <laughs> high five. Ever. It was. <laughs> it was. I'm just like, yeah, okay. I do it with one arm. You can nah. feel the indignation on that hand. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, claiming with indignation. <laughs> but uh, I recommend everyone go to something like that. And if you really do want to go with me, I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go. It was. It Brandon, was truthfully. Yeah, I, I'm down. Yeah, it was really um, humbling. I, while I'm thinking about it, also I, I can't forget about my boy, uh, Terrell White. Mm-hmm. Uh, T W weights lift me on Instagram. He's really trying to grow his uh, fitness cult consultation business, is my understanding, and then also delve into physique work. Okay. Maybe some powerlifting. He keeps saying powerlifting. Bitch, I hope you listening. You ain't going to do no motherfucking powerlifting. <laughs> you ain't about that life, bitch. All right, guys. That, we can keep shouting out. Oh, all right. Seriously. All right. <laughs> no, 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 no. This one's I want to shout out Philly cheesesteaks no, real fast. No. My mom turned 60 on, on Saturday. Hey, so, yeah. she's young. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah, she is, man. And like she's got you know, she's got good skin and all that good shit that I got, you know what I mean? And so like <laughs> see my mama, my mama almost eighty, bro. I know, I know, she looks good, she's dude. She's a beast. Yeah, seriously. And Malungo. so mom doesn't look like she's sixty, and so she is just killing it out there. So happy birthday to you, mom. I love you so hard. Um, all right, so that's all for now. Guys, I hope you all can you know appreciate the little exercise that we've uh, put ourselves under here. Uh, we don't know and the the content we didn't know anything that we were kind of putting out there we just kind of went with it and so it was improv it's, it was total it's whose improv. line is it anyway <laughs> for podcast yeah and so i really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen through us listen to us while we work through this exercise so we're going to end with a hoedown all right yeah we're done. you I'm keep done. acting nope. up they're gonna be a hoedown in the studio <laughs> all right guys we are out. peace